praise the Lord, and uh, it's good to all see all of you this evening. An honor to be given an opportunity to share with us uh, the week. I thank God for it. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Mark. for them again. Uh, thank you for the honor of uh, being able to guide us the Bible week, especially as I finished the first part. Uh, our yes, I even pushed me to the title as uh, evening. I was in town running up and down, and I'm like, can you get a title? And I will tell you, Spirit, no, you get the title. I'm in the shop, and I'm running, and I need to get a title. But I think I'm to your message uh, I think last night about the legend. What is your message about? Title? Some of you are looking at your phone. Legendary prayers. Legendary prayers. Legendary prayers. prayers that will make your legend. Prayers that will make you to be remembered for all time. And uh, I'm going to look at the Bible just in a few minutes and we pray to lay the foundation for the rest of it. Are we ready for it? How many are ready? So when you talk about legendary prayers, I am trying to fit in the discussion what Pastor and Dr. Mulongo already demanded that we try to do because I believe we're all in the spirit and they, and they pushed the fact of to be this. Now, uh, allow me to say something about legendary prayers. If we have legendary prayers, we also have what I will call dwarf prayers. If they are legends, they are giants, they are also dwarfs. If they are high and exalted prayers, they are low and the best prayers. I had a theory when I was growing up as a young man. I think some of you experts can refute me, but I think I am convinced it is the right. I used to believe that one of the sources of poverty, especially food insecurity in our nation and in our continent, is our style of farming. It is not about the soil or the weather. It is about the style of farming. Our style of farming is what I will call subsistence farming. The people farm for their stomach. You farm so that you can get something for your stomach, something for your children and your neighbors. Once you are done, you do not have anything else to offer in terms of farming. But there is what we call commercial farming, where a huge estate can be put under one thing and it can produce huge results. And I believe that will not only bring food security, but it will also bring prosperity. So there are people who are doing subsistence praying. While there are people doing commercial prayers, my title for the rest of the week is How Do You Become a Legendary Warrior? Or How Do You Do Legendary Prayers? Because if they are legendary prayers, they are also minute or dwarf prayers. Prayers that will not go beyond tomorrow or next week. Praise the Lord. Now, I will use uh, three gentlemen to illustrate legendary prayer. Then when we are done examining why exactly there were legends in prayer, we will see how to fit in, how to exercise the same faith and have the same posture they used to have. The first man I will look at is a favorite uh, character of mine in the Bible. His name is Samuel. We'll also look at Daniel. We will also look at Jesus. Now the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 1, that though Moses and Daniel stood before me for the sake of these people, this is a prophet being told, and the people being mentioned have already died. These people are long gone. Moses was almost 2,000 years dead. But 2,000 years later, God is still using him as the standard of prayer. God is still saying, though Moses was to stand, meaning when Moses used to stand, things could happen. But now, even if Moses was to stand, this thing that I have decided to do, I will still do it. I will not change my mind. And God is using another example that we have there called Samuel. Though Moses and Samuel were to stand and pray, I will not listen. Imagine you become the SI unit for those who went to school. You become the standard unit of prayer. How do you get to the place where God can swear by your name when it comes to prayer? Where God can threaten by your name when it comes to prayer? 
If we will understand that, I believe we will not only move mountains, we will also move history. Allow me to see her briefly. Allow me to go back a bit. There are subsistence prayers. Prayers for your stomach. Prayers for your sore throat. Eh? Prayers for your headache. <laughs> prayers for your rent. Prayers for the nuisance in your neighbor. They are legendary prayers. Prayers that long after you are gone, God will stand and say, so and so used to pray, but even if he prayed now, I will not listen. Because those days I used to listen. Why did God listen to Moses? Why did God listen to Samuel? Why did God listen to Daniel? I want to just introduce, and uh, in a few minutes when I'm done, we can pray as we appetize for the rest of the week. I will not give details. I will just introduce. Why did God listen to this guy called Moses? Why did he listen to Samuel? Why did he listen to Daniel? Above all, why does he always listen to Jesus even before he prays? Now that you are in Christ, how can you come to the place where before even you pray, God is already answering you? Some of you think it is absurd or like it is like a dream, but it is a reality that can happen. That your thoughts become so powerful, your ideas and your wishes become so powerful before you express them in prayer. Because now you are in Christ Jesus. They are answered. Allow me to give you one description about all these people. Moses, Daniel, Samuel. They had what we call in the prophetic, the gift of the tongue. It is proved in the Bible. Whenever Moses spoke anything, even in anger, things happened. Whenever Moses even wished that these seats could turn to white, they could turn into white. Another guy who had the gift of the tongue was Samuel. These people, they speak it, and even if it was a bad thing they have spoken, it will come to pass. Another guy who had the gift of the tongue was Daniel. Anytime he stood before the king, his words were not wasted. Everything he spoke to the king, though the king was so great, he listened. Why did these people have this level of authority, this level of power, this level of might? Yet, in the New Testament, the Old Testament, not even in the New Testament. Can I appetize you a bit and we can pray? Now listen to me. Have you discovered that all these people lived during very, very difficult times? Actually, two of them were born during very, very difficult process. Immediately Moses is born, an infanticide is declared all over the land. After a while, because of a blunder he makes as an adult, he has to run for his life and become a refugee in a foreign land. When you look at Samuel, <clears throat> seeing a man born out of a barren, a barren womb, and immediately he's born, something happens. There is political turmoil because there is agitation for a change of system. People did not have a strong leader or a king. So when Samuel is born, he is born into a shaky period, a tumultuous period where there was no stability. When you look at Daniel also, from the time he's a young teenager, he goes and he becomes a refugee in a foreign land. All these people were born during very, very difficult times. Yet, that very difficulty gave them their greatness. Without Daniel being a refugee, he could not have become the prophet that he became. Without Samuel being born into a period when there was no king, he could not have become the great prophet that he was. Without Moses being born into a system of slavery in Egypt, he could not have become a deliverer and earning his place in history. Christians nowadays, we do not want to take up our cross and become great in spite of our difficulty. We're looking for exit instead of looking for might and greatness in our very situation. So the first thing we are going to pray tonight is that the Lord will rewrite and rewire our attitude towards the cross, towards difficulties, towards 
impossibility. When a man finds himself a slave and begins to agitate before God about it, another group of people were quiet and they were just relaxed in their sufferings. No wonder the Spirit of God could not find where to land on them. These people are so comfortable. It was Moses trying to even activate his gift of deliverance before the time came. Slavery will either kill you or will make you. Slavery will either bury you or it will resurrect you. When Moses sees slavery, he felt there was a call. He felt there was a window to be great. Some of you looking at your family, looking at your business, looking at so many things, looking at even at our generation, you can begin to pick a call that will raise you up in prayer. And you begin to pray and to dismantle that very thing that everybody is saying it is okay about. And before you know it, you have earned your place in legacy with God. Slaves do not have basic needs, basic provisions. They do not have shoes. They do not have clothes. They do not even have enough food. And people can be content being slaves. People can be content fending for the little needs they have till they forget to rewrite history and to become great with God. Many of us are running away from poverty so fast, we have no time to slow down and ask, God, despite this poverty, how can you make me great? We are going to pray about that. Secondly, just to appetize you, because we'll be looking at these things at length, <clears throat> is the issue of exile or the issue of being a refugee. All of us, like Daniel, we will always find ourselves once in a while in this difficult place, in this place where we stand rejected. We will find ourselves in this place where we stand confused and condemned and misunderstood. Do you know what they did to Daniel when he went to Babylon? Number one, they changed his name from Daniel to, to Belshazzar. The other thing they did, they changed his culture. They taught him a new culture that was not his culture, the one he was born into. The other thing they did, they didn't allow him even to get married. There was no time to be married. They were to be eunuchs and to the king. So they took away his social life. You know, some of you look at Daniel and you think, oh, that holy prophet of old. This man was dealing with very practical things. Imagine you are growing up and you grow up under a regime that changes your name, changes your identity, changes your social life, changes even your cultural orientation. You are used to being Jew and these people are used to being what? Pagans. In that place where gears were being reversed against Daniel, he rose up. He became great. Love Samuel. Because this is where the climax comes. So we pray. Samuel realizes something. I want you to open your heart. as a Samuel realizes his land does not have a key. His land has no leadership. They begin to sit before God waiting for instructions. And after a while, God tells him, rise up. There's a man you are going to anoint. He will fail. But after that, don't give up. Anoint this other one and you will be done. Who is our king? Who is our king? Who is our king? Pastor Tukonakazi. <laughs> Who is our king? Jesus. So some people are whispering, Uru, God punish the devil. Oh God, don't just punish him, punish him. Jesus. You're saying, Uru, who is our king? So imagine you are growing up and Jesus is not yet established in the land. Imagine you are growing up and your brothers are not yet saying Jesus is king. That is a window to be great. That is a window to rise up and end. But even if I die, something happens. If it happened with Samuel, it must happen with me. By the time you are standing before God to establish a king called Jesus in your family, in your generation, oh, you may think you are just being a daydreamer, but before you know it, you have become a legend. Samuel is born out of a barren womb, and will take time at that. We take time about bathing out of a barren womb, and Samuel is born. And he rises up as a prayer warrior. And before the land knows it, the land has a king. Today we are not instituting political leadership. 
reinstituting political, I mean spiritual leadership. Until Jesus is established in your village, in your generation, you are not yet the Samuel. You need to wake up. You are not yet prayed enough. Till Jesus has been proved as king. Because what David stood for, David was a type of Jesus. David was a type of Jesus who will be brought through a product of a barren womb, which is the church. We look at that as the week goes by. So three things. Slavery, refugee, and Egypt. We need to crack those things for Pastor. I'm ready to pray. I want us to begin from the point of saying, Lord, deliver me from ceasing fine and make me a commercial farmer. Remember what we said on Sunday about a sower who went to sowing? Today we want to be that sower who is a commercial farmer. We don't want to be a subsistence farmer. You know, it is more sweet to lead thousands to Jesus as opposed to just leading one to Jesus. It is more sweet to see millions transformed by the gospel as opposed to just two people or ten people. But we have to desire it in prayer and tell the Lord, Lord, make us legions in prayer. No longer to pray subsistence prayers, but to pray legendary prayers. So Moses is born into slavery, just like everybody else. But he took the mantle. He did something about it. Daniel is uh, uh, released into, you know, refugees, released into a foreign land. But he rises up and he does something about it. Samuel is born into lack of leadership. In fact, when he was born, the leader of the day was corrupt and rejected by God. But that did not stop him from becoming the greatest in his day. It's not about corruption and broken backgrounds. It's about do you have a dream bigger than your situation. And are you praying like you are bigger than your situation? Let's be enough. I hope you can capture the scripture which Dr. Mulonga was sharing on Sunday. That I have called you gods, but you will choose to be men. I have called you legends. Because another word for a god is a legend. But you choose to be men. But tonight we are saying, Lord, we have been called for greatness. We have been called for something greater than our neighborhood. And we are going for it. So Father, in the name of Jesus, you die that we will be great. You die that will be a new seed, a new generation, a holy priesthood, O oh God. Men and women who shall bring forth righteousness in the earth. Men and women who shall bring forth greatness on the earth. And Lord, we begin to release our spirits tonight. We release our hearts tonight, my Father, and say yes to greatness. Yes to being greater. Yes to praying greater. Yes to seeing greatness. Yes to manifesting greatness. Yes to becoming greater. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes to the bigger call. Yes to a higher call. A call greater than the food on our table. A call greater than the food on our table. A call greater than the clothes we wear. A call greater than the bills we pay. A call greater than the needs we meet on a daily basis. We say yes to being greater. We say yes to being greater. As we turn away from mediocrity. As we turn away from being smaller. As we turn away from being ordinary. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you no longer be compromising with the great ones. May you be the one straightening them out. May you be the one advising them. May you be the one holding them together. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May your sons rise up to be patrons to kings, to be advisors to kings, to be the makers and the, the creators of the thrones that kings will sit on. In the mighty name of Jesus. No wonder this man now stood before God to pray. And for generations God said, yes. Though they were to pray now, I will not listen. Because I usually listen to them. I know there is pressure. I know there is lack of food for some of you. I know there is lack of proper clothing. I know there is lack of open doors. But God has called you for something greater. There is more. There is more to the salvation Jesus gave you. And just meeting your needs. When there is no king in your village, what shall happen to your prayer life? What shall God say? 
when Jesus is not yet throned as king in your region, what shall be said of you? Lord, make us. Lord, transform us. Oh, Lord, prepare us for greatness. Change our minds. Change our talk. Change our focus. No longer to be scrubbing where we have been scrubbing, but to see as you see, to feel as you feel. In that spirit, allow me to read for you as I finish. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Most all of you know it. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is the time to be chosen. This is the time to be royal. This is the time to be holy. This is the time to be peculiar. This is the time to show forth what others have never shown forth. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to be the nation God has called. Begin to be the royalty God has called. Begin to be the majesty God has called. Begin to manifest the praises God wants of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to shake off every addiction. Begin to shake off every slavery. Begin to shake off every tear. Begin to shake off every limitation. And begin to manifest greatness. Begin to pray in greatness. Begin to talk in greatness. In the name of Jesus. In this week, we are decreeing from this altar. Men will no longer be slaves. But they will be, they will be deliverers. Others can be slaves because they are ignorant. Not you. Others can cry, oh Pharaoh, oh Pharaoh, oh Pharaoh. Not you. A greater one than Moses lives inside of you. And he can make you what you could not make of yourself. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May salvation begin to roll through you. May deliverance begin to roll through you. May forgiveness of sin begin to manifest through you. Others can say, oh, Eli is corrupt. Oh, the leadership is corrupt. But you lift your hand like Samuel and say, I will give them a new king after the heart of God. I will raise a new system after the heart of God. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may creators of systems begin to imagine this place. May creators of systems and standards begin to imagine this place. No longer be conforming to systems, but creating systems in the name of Jesus. That is what it is to be Samuel. That is what it is to sound like Samuel. A creator of systems. A creator of regimes. I pray through you, new regimes will emerge on earth. I pray through your children, new regimes will emerge on earth. I pray through your ministry, new regimes will manifest on earth in the name of Jesus. Finally, there will come some of you are in foreign lands. Foreign land may mean you are in a, a relationship you never expected. You are in a region you never expected. Some of you will go into territories even of business you have never expected. But the greatness that worked with Daniel lives inside of you. Daniel emerged as a legion, even in a foreign territory. I pray for the grace to conquer new territories. I pray for the grace to emerge as a legion in new territories. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we have our three themes for the next three days. The theme of deliverance through Moses. theme of kingship through Samuel. And the theme of new territory through Daniel. Don't miss. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor.